This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another Mansfield Matters podcast. It feels like an absolute eternity since we last did a uh, podcast, but with the season just five and a bit weeks away, we thought it was about time to reconnect with one another and to talk all things Mansfield Town. Now, of course, we're not live for this podcast due to logistics and other bits and bobs, but we will be live Again, very, very soon indeed. Stay tuned to our social media pages in the coming weeks uh, for the details on that as we kick off officially Series 6 of the Mansfield Matters podcast as we look at all things pre-season. But we're calling this one a little bit of a Clough date. Yes, Nigel Clough update merged into one. You can see what I did there. Yes, I've had far too much time on my hands reacting to what Nigel Clough was talking about in his press conference yesterday. And joining me to talk all things Nigel Clough, to talk all things Mansfield Town, the man who is uh, currently juggling baby formula, dirty nappies, and uh, and washing up, and that's just himself. Never mind his little girl, Evelyn Cam Felton. Good afternoon. How are we? Uh, yeah, not bad. Can't keep her still at the minute. She's got to that age. She has to be in everything. So trying to find two seconds to wash the pots, do a podcast, about to bribe her with biscuits. Bribing her with biscuits always works. You can tell she's a man, a child of the Mansfield Matters podcast. Or also joining us at the Edwin So Stag, aka Clive Parkin, who's fresh back in the country from Wales. Hi, Craig. Hello, Cam. Good day, everybody. Good to see you again, as always. And also, you're waiting for a man to come and fix your washing machine as well, aren't you? So this could be a very eventful. It's a big day in the uh, big day in the parking household, definitely. <laughs> well, let's kick things uh, right off then by talking uh, about the main news from yesterday, uh, Clive, and that is, of course, uh, the signature for another year of Mr. Stephen Quinn. I think of all the business that we do this summer, that will be probably the one which uh, which most excites Stags fans and is probably, for me, the most critical one as well. Yes, it's a great signature to get. Having said that, I didn't think there was much chance of him not signing either. I thought he, he was happy last year and providing the club offered him the sort of uh, year's contract that made sense to him. I'm, I'm sure he wanted to stay. I'm, I'm really pleased he's, he's staying part of what will be a successful season for us. I think more than anything else, Cam, it's uh, it, it was 
not necessarily about um, him staying and the terms of it. I think it was more about the length of contract. You look, you look at Jordan Barry, he was given you know, a two-year deal. James Perch given one. Stephen Quinn played a lot of games for us last year, um, over 40-odd starts. But uh, Nigel Clough saying it probably won't do the same this time around, but still a vital addition to have. And I think a year is about right, given his age. Yeah, it is. Obviously, he's quite settled in the in the Sheffield area, so he's not going to want to move too far away. And then you look at options for him away from Mansfield. All the teams that are around, up around this part of the country are all higher end. Sheffield United, Chef Wednesday, uh, Doncaster, but they're all maybe he just didn't want to do that. So just re-signing from Mansfield was the best thing for him. Obviously, he's starting to get to the to the the rear end of his career. So I'm not saying that Mansfield's the easy option, but it it very much just seems that he's very settled here. Why move? It just makes sense. I think there's also perhaps a little pre-forecasting, Clive, of what could come at the end of next season as well. You know, he knows Nigel Clough very, very well indeed, having played with him at Sheffield United and then, of course, at Burton Albion and now, of course, at the Stags. There might be a little bit of foreplanning for a potential move into a player-coach role or even just a standard coaching role at the expiry of, of next season. Yeah, I think that's fair, perfectly possible. I mean, I also think uh, Perch um, fits that same description for similar reasons. They're mm. reaching the end of their optimum playing career. What do they want to do at the end of it? And um, does a club like ours satisfy that need? Uh, and the locality is, a good, is an important thing. Cavs made the point that the guy's settled and doesn't live a million miles away. And the same has to apply to Perch, of course, and it's his hometown club. So I think we've, we've done very well to keep both of those players on this year. I don't foresee them playing again the year after, if I'm being honest. Mm. And in fact, when they both came, Clough said, don't anticipate these guys playing every game. Because there's recognition that they don't have the, the energy they once had. Um, of course, uh, uh, Quinn made sure he didn't play the whole season by taking copious amounts of uh, suspensions. But the, when he did play, he contributed. And I think it was you that penned no Quinn, no win at one point, Craig. And I think that was perfectly true for most of that period. Yeah, I'd love to claim it full, but I think I picked it up from social media. But it was definitely a point. And I think that's a, a fair thing, though, to, to look at Clive next season, isn't it? The fact that, uh, you know, he played a lot of games last season. We got this thing in ahead of no Quinn, no win, which actually statistically wasn't far wrong. And Nigel Clough has sort of said, look, don't expect him to play as many games this, this coming season. I think we need to be prepared for that. And I think we've actually got the midfielders in there, which are capable of doing that. You know, we're going to be boosted in a way by the return of, uh, of Ollie Clark at, at points next season as well. He was just coming back to the front towards the back end of last season. So, and we've brought in Hiram Botang as well, who can play in a similar position. I think we need to be prepared to to use Quinn a lot less than what we did last season. Yeah, and I think uh, you can't escape the fact that the guy has limited energy left in his body. And I think it, we need to use him strategically. And there are going to be games he has to play because of no options. But where we do have options, I think he's going to be a great asset as a strategic player coming on when we need him to, playing him in certain games where we know his key strengths will work well for us. 
Um, we don't know what the other players we're going to take on board will contribute yet. So we have to have some, some known entities as we go through the early part of the new season. And, and Quinn is a known entity. I think, Cam, it's about having that structure off the pitch, isn't it? You know, you, you can put together a squad of X amount of players who can do X amount of things, but you need to have that leadership and that uh, that experience off of the pitch as, as much as you do on it. I think, you know, it showed, didn't it, last season when Perch wasn't playing through his injuries, his, his experience and knowledge and, you know, love of the club and love of the game was, was still there for the younger players and, and for the players around him. I think that's a, another key part of the jigsaw which Nigel Clough would have wanted to secure with that signing of Stephen Quinn for an extra year. Yeah, it is. And obviously, throughout Clough's managerial career, he, he's tend to stick by uh, quite a few players. Obviously, he's had Jamie Murphy before, Stephen Quinn before, Kieran Wallace before. He, he's got trust in those players. So, when you've got a player like Stephen Quinn and a, a fit Stephen Quinn and an unsuspended Stephen Quinn, yes, he's maybe not got 90 minutes. He's probably only got 65, 70 in him on a good day. But, yeah, the, obviously the stats don't lie. We were statistically much better. I think even Clough made a, a, a mention of that uh, towards the end of last season. Um, when we were talking about, I think, could he go out with a back injury for a bit towards the end of the season? Yeah, we sort of lost him, didn't he? He he wasn't getting through 90, he was sort of just getting through 70, 60 at a push. Yeah, so obviously, like, you're not necessarily going to have him fully fit for every game, but we are a different team and we've said for the last few years, maybe we're missing that sort of like, Mr. Mansfield Town grab the game by the scruff of the neck and really drag us through it. And I think Stephen Quinn definitely fills that role. And even though, yeah, he is in the rear end of his career, he's he can then, whatever experience and knowledge that he's got, hopefully he can pass it on to the to the younger players that we've got in the team. Obviously, Ollie Clark is very experienced. He's still, what, 28, 29? Mm. So he's still got quite a while left. And obviously, he's still the club captain. So, there's a lot that players can learn off of each other. And just having that experience is is vital. Last thing we want to do is have a, a team with, with no experience. And then you get into these difficult situations and you don't know how to deal with them. Yeah, that's very, very true. I mean, it's a good job Nathan's not able to join us today because we would then go off on a tangent talking about <laughs> captaincy and, and Arnie Clark. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure he will, will chip that in when we return to the live shows. Uh, we're going to move on because we've got a few things to talk about. Um, we'll do a full podcast live, obviously, um, you know, when pre-season kicks off. And I'm sure we may cover these uh, topics in more grounds. We're just sort of going through the key points of what Nigel Clough said in his uh, press conference yesterday, Monday, the uh, the 27th of June. Um, and uh, another one, Clive, was uh, bringing in the final few signings. It's been a very quiet transfer window for Mansfield Town uh, this far. Just only Scott Flinders and Hiram Boateng uh, brought in to the club. But of course, it's not necessarily something we needed to add. Um, Clough has said that there will be at least four more um, these include two loan signings, young players from a Premier League club, one of which will be a striker, another will be a defender. There'll be one more outfield player on a permanent deal, which looks likely to be another striker or an attack-minded player. 
And then, of course, um, Nigel Clough doesn't sort of, uh, he differentiates the two and he's right to do so. Uh, a goalkeeper, a young goalkeeper, uh, a younger goalkeeper, should I say, uh, either on loan or on a permanent deal. And I think when you bring the, the those together, I think four, looking at what we've already got in place, is about right. Yeah, we're in a different position to than we have been in previous summer transfers, aren't we? we? We've no need to panic. We have a good, strong nucleus of a side. And uh, the few players that have moved on this year should be replaced by better quality players if, you, if you've got the resources and the patience to find them. And I think uh, the fact we're not panicking into taking too many players on is a really good thing. Um, I think the two signings have been excellent. I think the keeper is going to be well worth his place unless someone better than him comes on our team. And Boateng, his background, I think is excellent. I'm sure he will be a, a really positive coup for the, for the Stags. Interesting to see what... We don't need any more anybody else in the midfield, I would have thought, but uh, doesn't, doesn't Boateng play best in midfield? I'm not sure. Yeah, he can play sort of left side midfield, um, central midfield as well, more attacking positions. Very much for me, he's going to fill the role, Cam, of, uh, of Murphy slash Quinn. Um, I think that'll be where Nigel Clough sees Boateng uh, going into. And then um, more the point what we're talking about is the other players to add to that. We definitely need a, a striker. And a young, hungry striker on loan from a Premier League club looks likely to happen. I think that's exactly what we need to add to the mix. A little bit of enthusiasm, almost like when we got Tyler Walker a few years ago. I hate comparing players, but if fits the, the loan signing which Clough is looking to make certainly fits that bracket. Young player coming to get some experience, coming to make a name for themselves. And, and you know, it's proved in the past at a number of clubs that that ingredient works. Yeah, it does, and obviously we we want to get well. Firstly, do you mind? Joyce <laughs> to join in. Um, well, pick everyone's up. a critic. Yeah, she is. She's she's the biggest. It's a good job this isn't live. I can edit. I can edit. I'll edit this. No quid, no win, eh? But yeah, so obviously we won. A young, hungry player, and we've we've got to get value for money because there's no point in going out and and buying a player necessarily from a a lower division. Evelyn's right. We don't need to go for Tyler Walker again. I think that other young players a, out there. Prime example. Just the prime example, though. It's still he's still a young lad. Obviously, he's still hungry to play football. It's that sort of, that sort of like what you base your player off, just a young, hungry player that knows where the net is. The problem with a lot of young strikers that are coming through the ranks, they've not necessarily had the game time or scored the goals other than in youth level. I think that's the point, though, isn't it? Nigel Clough wants to take on a young player. We've seen what he can do with, with younger players. You know, you look at Sturk last season, you know, he'd, he'd not played any real football before. Same with Nathan Bishop. He gives them the opportunity. He gets them playing. He gets the best out of them. And with the experience that's in the dressing room, Clive, around, you know, the likes of Reese Oates, Ollie Hawkins, etc., etc. I think a young player, I think, is, is the right person. Just because we're saying it's a young striker doesn't mean it's going to be a 17-year-old that's literally played in the C for League on a Wednesday. It, it could be anybody, couldn't it? 
I think it's absolutely right to go looking for a, a, a bit of young raw talent because in, a, in the team setup we have, they should prosper. Um, and I think we also need to balance the the age, the average age of the squad a little bit because we've got plenty of seasoned players, um, and we do need that uh, that youthfulness to to balance the thing out. The, if there's a disappointment in all this, I guess it's that we should be taking young players from our own stables, and we're not seemingly doing that yet. And I emphasise yet yeah, because there has to be some belief that the programme of developing young players will eventually find us two or three players that will make the, a good living out of playing football. That brings me nicely actually to my next point, Clive, talking about Jimmy Knowles. I think it's very unfortunate that he got injured um, last season because I think had he not and had he had a season under his belt and you know got himself excuse me, into double figures goals-wise, I think Knowles may well have fitted that bracket that we that we that we've been talking about um, and he, he, and has, he might yet i mean we have to wait for him to get fully fit yeah he has been given a a six month deal he has signed a six month extension um, nigel clough has hinted that he'll be back in terms of contention wise to play games uh, around september october time uh, they're going to give him a fair chance to um to, to make a name for himself and to show that the management and coaching staff what they can do. That will probably include a bit of a loan move out. But you have to, to, to give Nigel Clough and his staff credit because it would be very, very easy to go, well, you're injured, you're no use to us, um, go and, you know, we're going to release you and we'll, we'll free up those wages elsewhere. But I think he, he's shown a commitment there to, you know, trying to progress somebody through our academy and, and, and give that person a, a fair crack of the whip. Yeah, and I, I, as I said a few moments ago, it, it, it would be a terrible indictment of any club if, they've, if having built the academy that, that has been given all the credit and the kudos for doing it well should then not produce end products. And, or, and even worse, for a club to ignore any players that's coming through their own academy. It's not the easy option to take players in from other clubs, but it's certainly an option that can't be ignored at this stage in in Manchester Town's development. And I think um, we, if we can find two players from a Premiership club that are not going to get any first-team action at their host club, we'll get plenty of enthusiasm. They'll have a, a huge point to prove and someone else is paying all their wages as well. So, you know, I think it, uh, it, does, it does make absolute sense at this time. Yeah, and there's still, you know, still a very long way to go as well. I think a lot of fans can perhaps get a little bit dragged into the transfer window and get sucked into it. But, you know, you look at other clubs signing players left, right and centre. Crawley fans, you know, buzzing off the off the heads with, with Dom Telford signing signing for them with a bit of cryptocurrency in his bank as well. Stevenage signing players left, right and centre. Well, you know, Stevenage, Stevenage needs to sign about 12 players, don't they? Exactly. And, you know, they're not far off that now as well. Northampton signed a fair few. Stockport giving it a go. People can do get dragged into the whole transfer thing. But I think what's beautiful about this Mansfield Town stature and stance at the moment is the fact that we don't need to bring too many players in because it's a building process. And I think sometimes we need to remind ourselves of that. The thing I would give credit to the football club for is the number of players we signed on two and three year contracts last year because that's given us so much continuity running through this close season that that's different to how we've had it in previous years. And the fact that some of the players who are coming towards the end of contract are being happy to re-sign is, a, you know, I'll use Bowery as an example, is, is, a, is a testament to the club's 
overall um, feel good factor yeah i think it's about looking at what you're building isn't it and sort of going for you know that longevity things you know don't necessarily happen overnight things you know do sort of uh, build up and, uh, and build up and i think that's a, a key part of what nigel Clough's looking for cam yeah it is and obviously the way that Clough's been able to integrate his players into the side to complement those already here i.e. Jordan Bowery, um, Ollie Clark, George Maris, etc. Obviously already here before Clough and they're by far three of the most important that we've got now. Now that you've got Reese Oates, now that you've got Stephen Quinn, now that you've got um, just Ollie Hawkins, for example, as well. And we just... It's all right just having players in for the sake of bringing players in like a lot of all the League Two teams seem to be doing or splashing the cash just because they're the big team in the league, etc. But it's the same big team that's done it year after year after year and it's got them absolutely nowhere. So what Clough does is just, I mean, better on the budget. And then it just means that We've got we ain't got as many players to keep happy. Keep the players happy. You're like and have a happy squad. You'll get a better playing squad. Let's turn our attention elsewhere to uh, to some of the other players uh, that Nigel Clough has, has spoken about, Clive, um, and and that in t- really is the the lone players from from last season. Uh, first one, Nathan Bishop. The door um, isn't closed from a Mansfield perspective, or indeed Nathan Bishop's perspective, but it's very unlikely from a Manchester United perspective, and they're the one who will eventually or essentially push the button uh, on that. They want him to go to a higher division. I think he's been linked with moves to, to Wickham and a few other places um, as well. Um, and I think sooner rather than later, I, I think we we need to make our own decision as a, as a club on, on that, Clive, don't we? And I think, you know, there are a lot of good young goalkeepers out there. Personally, I'm disappointed that we, we didn't try and uh, put an offer on the table. Maybe we did. We, we, we'll never know for... The, the lad that was um, at Northampton who ended up going to, to Middlesbrough. Um, but there are plenty of young keepers out there. And judging by Clough's comments, you know, we've, we've brought in Scott Flinders. He'll compete for the number one jersey. I think he wants another keeper similar to the ilk of Nathan Bishop, a young keeper up and coming, say, you know, 21, 22, 23, who wants to get game time, who's going to, you know, come and really bounce off, um, bounce off Flinders. Yeah, and I think we have to regrettably we have to dismiss any thoughts of uh, the, um, the the Manchester United granting us the, the lad again for another season. I think they're quite right to want him to be tested at a higher level. Uh, whilst he was happy playing in a happy team and, and getting maximum game time, their, con- their, their concerns is how do they develop the lad. If they don't develop him, they need to let him go. And it looks like to me they, they still see him as part of the the future development mm. at Manchester United, keep changing senior management there, but you know presumably the the youth development culture at Manchester United has remained reasonably static in that time. Yeah, that's a, a very fair point. I mean, Nigel Clough does make the comment come about you know the differences. Then there aren't too many between playing in a competitive League Two side pushing promotion and a side struggling in, in League One. But personally, I think I, I'm with Clive a little bit. I think we we need to. 
say, you know what, he had a great season with us. He'll go down as a, as a bit of a club hero and, and things like that. But we need to close the door and move on and, and, and look for another goalkeeper. Yeah, we do. Um, I can't imagine that Exeter all week next season. So if he goes to either one of those, I think he'll do well for himself. But yeah, like you said, like Man United obviously still rated highly. He got a new deal before, um, before he joined us. And yes, they've brought in X amount of goalkeepers since then. But the goalkeepers, they have been a little bit further on in the career. For example, Tom Heaton, not exactly this lad anymore. And the hairs of not not exactly young anymore. They're sending Dean Anderson to Forest. So the the door for Nathan Bishop at Man United is very much open still. So his development has got the important thing. And much as it'll pain a lot of Mansfield fans to say it, but his development will not go any further if with us. And then I mean that in the yeah, nicest absolutely. possible way because I think obviously highly rated here and highly rated amongst the rest of the players whilst obviously everyone uh, during the Stags mates thing there was quite a few sort of like best joker and this that and the other he's more than League 2 now he's proved he can do it at League 2 he got a team to the playoff final granted he lost we lost the playoff final 3-0 but none of the three goals were his fault it'll hinder him staying at Mansfield so thank you free service best wishes for the future but we've got to move on and find someone else and talking of moving on and, and finding other people, uh, Matty Longstaff, as we expected, is, is a no. Uh, we won't be looking to bring him back to the club. He'll want to go higher. Ryan Stirk, though, Clive's a bit of a different um, different kettle of fish. Nigel Clough and his staff do want to look and explore the possibilities of bringing him back. But Birmingham are, are wanting a higher fee than the Stags are willing to pay at the moment for Ryan Stirk. So that will be dependent on negotiations and, and what they want to do with him. Personally, I'd like to see him maybe brought back in. I was impressed with him. He did falter a little bit towards the back end of the campaign, but as a young player, you, you're bound to do that. But he did add something to our to our, our, our collection. I think when he played well, he played very well. Mm. I think, unfortunately, when he didn't, it was awful. And I think uh, that's the problem we have with a player like that. Um, I'd like to see him on board properly if we're going to do, have him again. I think he... he Birmingham are perfectly right to want to get best value from him. Um, and if there's enough people out there fishing for people like Ryan Sturt, they'll get that money. If not, they may have to compromise. And ultimately, Birmingham are a bit, in a bit of a, a cash flow situation at the moment. So it may well be that uh, better to take uh, the, the, the price on the table than to hold out for more. So we'll see. That's all about we, football negotiation. We have, a lot of, we have a lot of negotiating talent on our senior management team, mm. by all accounts, and that's what they're there to do. Yeah, completely agree. Um, you know, you look at some of the deals last, last year and, like we say, there's a long way to go until the end of, of the transfer window. And to be honest, the midfield's not a, a massive area where we need to, to add players. Mm. If we get him back in, then yes, it's an asset to him. But if we don't, we don't. It's as simple as that. And I think um, nothing was said about Jamie Murphy. That's pretty much a similar, but I think that's why we're looking for, you know, another striker to come in and a younger striker Sorry, as I well. Sorry, I just want to jump in on the, the Ryan Sturk thing. No, go back to changing nappies. <laughs> I've changed <laughs> no, the nappy. Perfect. It bloody stunk, just saying. Um, no, um, as much as I'd love to see Ryan Sturk back, he's another one where you think, well, 
is is has he got to develop further? Yes. Will he do it at League Two? I don't know because obviously he was good in spells for us, but I don't think he necessarily got the game time with us that maybe he needed. I think obviously with um, George Lee, George Maris, Stephen Quinn, Ollie Clark, now here in Boatang as well, and then obviously Matty there. It, it was obviously difficult to get into the squad. Obviously, so highly rates Jason Law mm. got X amount of players in that midfield. Plus, you've still got Stephen Murdoch could play left wing back. You've got uh, Kellen Gordon and Elliot Hewitt could play right wing back. So you think you're like you're very. <laughs> You're very overloaded in that midfield winger sort of area. So, is it necessarily going to be the right place for Ryan to come back to if he's not necessarily guaranteed to get the game time, which I presume Birmingham will be expecting that he gets? Yeah, I'd certainly be looking, uh, you know, if I had the choice between giving Jason Law a fair crack at the whip and, and bringing back Ryan Sturk. Jason Law gets the nod for me. And, you know, as we've sort of seen firsthand, Clive, you know, the, the staff highly, highly rate him. I remember, you know, at the cup game speaking to, to Gary Crosby, the assistant manager, and, you know, how highly, you know, rated he is. So uh, that would be my uh, stance. I, I think uh, I think Jason has to consider himself highly unlucky not to have got yes. more game time than he than he did. He did, especially if he's not being he's not getting into mm. his side because of loans coming in from other clubs mm. who don't have the same long term ambition at Field Mill that Jason may have. So, yeah. I can see why that is a bit of a grind for the lad. So if he isn't going to do it this season, we will lose him somewhere, quite rightly as well. And it seems to me that we have very few precious gems coming through the academy at the moment, and he's one of them. We need to try and make the best of it. And he was very unlucky not to go on loan as well uh, at the back end of January. I think we only kept him as a spare man uh, due to an injury late on. I think, you know, had we been a little bit we gambled a little bit more he may well have gone out on, on loan I remember he was very unlucky not to go out and get some game time I'm sure we'll see that uh, more this season I'll um, tell you this Craig when the beginning of every new season we get this mishmash of uh, Carabao and, and Papa John's yeah. games coming up perfect opportunity yeah. perfect opportunity for players like him to establish themselves yeah, and, and I think they'll do that. I mean, you look at the fixtures for the Papa Johns now, because of the way the season's uh, come comes in, it takes you to early October. And then after that, there's a low move possibility for, you know, for the National League and things like that. So uh, the door very much open for those players to sort of come in. Um, elsewhere, other bits of tidbit news that Nigel Clough mentioned in his press conference yesterday. Um, the last real one is that in terms of outgoings, um, Danny Johnson transfer listed a couple of inquiries for him. Nothing more than that. Nothing concrete at the moment. Um, the Stags back in training on Friday before they go to Scotland on Monday. There'll be no games uh, there. The Stags wanted to go next uh, the week after, uh, but limited accommodation up in Scotland means they brought it forward a week. Um, Nigel Clough saying it'll be in, an intense week of training. And as we record this at uh, 10 past two, on Tuesday afternoon, the club have just confirmed their final pre-season game um, of the uh, pre-season calendar. They'll play championship side Sheffield United in a behind-closed-doors friendly on Tuesday, the 19th of July. The 
the game will kick off at 7pm. Um, the fixture against the Blades will complete the pre-season schedule, which already includes matches against Retford, Matlock, Rotherham and Oldham ahead of the new season. Uh, the game will be available to watch in full uh, the next day on iFollow Stags. Uh, the friendly is not available to attend for supporters and the club haven't confirmed where that game will take place, whether it will be the RH Academy, um, Wancourt Stadium or uh, over in Sheffield. Uh, it just says a behind closed doors uh, game against Sheffield United. And in terms of pre-season opposition, Cam, um, it's a smaller pre-season this year because of the season starting a week early and, of course, our um, much-forgotten trip to Wembley. I'm pleased with the opponents. Um, I think we've got a good balance of games in there and I think it'll give all players the opportunity to test themselves and be ready to kick off with that trip to Salford uh, in five weeks' time. Yeah, well, I think um, compared to obviously the last season's uh, pre-season schedule, especially home fixtures, um, much improvement. And obviously I know that was down to COVID and very listening to going back to normal and and making sure everything was safe and etc. else. But obviously it was maybe maybe you think it hinders a little bit last season having a lack of preparation. Obviously we had a, a relatively good start, obviously unbeaten in the opening three and then that dread run maybe having a lack of pre season hindered us. Yeah, uh, one, I won't be attending Old Star to the basis of giving any money to Oldham's owners. I think that's been quite clear from the Oldham fans that they don't want people to attend their games. Bolton have already cancelled their pre-season friendly at Oldham against them because they don't want to give their club any money, basically. They want the owners gone, so that might end, that might end that, up that falling the case, then. I mean, the club has decided to play a fixture against them. It's up to the individual fans as to whether they want to view it as a game of football or a game of politics. I mean, I have every empathy with the fans of a, an abused football club because we've been there ourselves. Um, but should that get in the way of watching football? I don't know. I don't know. It's for others to decide. I'll be going, I think. Yeah, me too. Um, not that I'd, you know, like you, like you say, it's less about, you know, football's not a political game for me and there should be no room for, no room for it. I've got every sympathy with their fans but I want to watch my team play football at every given opportunity and uh, I like Oldham. It's not a, not a, it's not too far of a trip and uh, I'll, I'll look forward to, to visiting and, and seeing, you know, getting that final flavour before pre-season. We're going to wrap things up. Obviously the boys are back in training on Friday before they go um, to Scotland uh, for their pre-season training camp. It's going to be an intense uh, camp up in Scotland, Clive, but more importantly, I think we're all counting down to that first game, the away trip to uh, to Salford in five weeks' time. Are you over the disappointment of Wembley yet? And are you ready for it to, to get underway for the roller coaster to, to go around one more time? Yes, five minutes after the end of the game at Wembley, I was over it. We played badly. We didn't deserve it. I don't mind losing if we don't deserve to win. And your disappointment lasts as long as you want it to at the end of the day. But if we'd have played well and lost, I'd have been still kicking people now. I thought, um, you know, nobody denied us that game except ourselves. And therefore, we move on. And we should have, with a bit of luck earlier in the season, we wouldn't have been in the playoffs. We'd have been automatic promoted. It didn't happen. These things are going to affect every club. Whilst we think we're the hardest done by referee decisions, I'm sure every other club says the same thing. Um, 
but you know we 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 did our best we if we'd have started the season in october we'd have been champions there's all sorts of ways you can look at how how last year turned out so my hope is that the latter half of the season's performance catapults into the first half of next season's uh, performance which would not put us in the position we found ourselves last year um, expectation is higher hence the 3600 tickets that have been season tickets been sold by monday so it's going to be more than that by now and certainly we're going to have a record number of season ticket holders as we enter this new season so expectation is high um, and we just need to make sure that we play as good a football as we know we can as we start the season um, and I, don't, I just think we're in a better position this year because we've got more of a settled squad than we had at the start of last year for obvious reasons the year before that and uh, i think scotland is all about team building as always, my thanks to Cam Felton, to Clive Parkin for joining me on uh, this little bit of a pre-recorded Clough Date, as we're calling it, giving our views on Nigel Clough's update from uh, yesterday's press conference. If you want to watch it in full, it is on mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. One more stag story of the glory of the Amber generation to come for you. Yes, the video you've all been waiting for, Stag Stories Live, uh, from that event a uh, months ago. Now that'll be going out for you over the weekend and then we'll be back with series six alan wilson and nathan edge rejoining us as well as we continue to follow the journey we continue to chase the dream of promotion why the answer is simple because mansfield always matters we look forward to following the journey with you make sure you follow us on all social media at mcfc matters on Facebook and on Twitter. Our YouTube channel is there for you as well. Just search Manfield Matters on YouTube as we continue to follow the journey. Until then, from me, from Clive, from Cam, and from Evelyn as well, who's made a bit of a cameo. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.